Hello, this is Lauren, and I'm here with my friend Bella, and we are going to be talking about organic versus conventional produce, and also some GMOs. So, hello, Bella. Hello. Okay, so first I want to ask, do you buy organic or conventional produce at home? I personally buy conventional produce because it's a lot cheaper than organic produce. Very true. And why do you think that your family, like, what are other reasons that you go conventional? Um, well, I guess that my family, pers- like, we do fine off or- off non-organic mm-hmm. produce, so there's no reason to buy organic. Another reason I think that we kind of don't buy as much organic produce is because um, often organic produce is smaller than conventional, and also it tastes, sometimes can taste a little different. Yeah, there definitely is a taste difference. Like, in class last week, we did a taste difference between raspberries that were conventional and organic, and, like, people were trying to guess. And, like, I personally like the organic better, but I feel like not, that's not always the case, and, like, that's not necessarily what you're going to get. I also think it's more, like, people have more access to non-organic food, yeah, so definitely. it's more likely that people grew up being like accustomed to the taste of non-organic food so when they taste organic food it doesn't taste right to them that's also very true because then it's like since they obviously are not a product of vermont Mm -hmm. like during the winter right now it's like when it depends on when they were picked and like how ripe they were to begin with so that could totally be the factor Mm -hmm. in it Um, um we're also talking about how produce that we buy especially on the east coast like it could be kind of shady like we don't really know where it's from it could either be from california or it could be from halfway across the world which I don't know like are is it picked when it's fresh is it it's most ripe I don't know and I also think that is true for organic food as well it's just as shady where it's coming from often you'll see pictures of these big brands that are now calling their food organic and it's still as mass produced as something that's not organic so you don't really like where's the line what is organic and what is not yeah like we were talking about how organic isn't like these small farms that we all think that like yeah we know the owners of like mainly of these organic companies they're owned by bigger corporations it's just like they're smaller segment I also think local food and organic food is often considered to be similar where Mm -hmm. it's very different because organic food doesn't necessarily need to be grown locally and vice versa um right i it's also interesting to think about just how much our food is being imported from faraway places and like thinking about a society and a way of life that we could only live off locally grown food right really just depending on where you live it would be like the food that you're eating right because like in the summer here we have such good produce and we always have like such good fruits and vegetables and great access to them but then when you think about the winter time when it's cold it's kind of hard for us to grow things right and so it's like maybe we do have to import but then getting our food all the way from california i don't know thinking about the cold chain and how it could take up to 10 days for our food to get here also we don't know if this food is picked at its peak ripeness and i don't know just how in what to eat um, when Marion Nestle was talking to the supermarket produce managers and how they were kind of reluctant to say how long the process takes and what the process takes. It's just, it's concerning to think about because it's completely out of our control and like this is what's being sold near us. So there's that. Okay, so now we're going to talk about GMOs and if we are for them, against them, or if we really don't know. So Bella, what is your opinion on GMOs? I am personally for GMOs. I think it's helped a lot of developing countries um, 
like preventing them from starvation and that's a positive thing yeah and definitely how like in some developing nations how what is it vitamin a is added to combat blindness and i think that's like really important because if we could be helping these people through the food that they're eating versus like sending over help like medical help like later in life like let's like nip this nip this issue in the butt and like get rid of it right and so um that's how they're helpful i mean but I will say that another a thing about GMOs is that we don't really know what's lo- their long-term effects on our the human health, which could be kind of concerning and kind of scary to, like, think about the unknown. But Belle's bringing up some good points. Um, I also agree that it is scary not knowing the long-term offense- effects of GMO, GMOs, but that being said, you also, when we're importing our food from faraway places, that's... Um, letting out more greenhouse gas emissions or mm-hmm. whatever by and, trucks planes right and that's also not good for the environment and in turn not good for us and we don't know how that's going to affect us in the long term as well so i guess just everything's kind of bad for us and you just have to go with whatever's kind of have to pick and yeah, choose just a little pick bit and choose. it's like do we care about like the health of the environment or the health of humans and can we both be healthy right. at the same time? Or are we both healthy right now at the same time? I don't know. Well, it's crazy. Thank you, Bella, for being on my podcast. And, um, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>